Hi guys, Salam Nerds here, and we want to talk to you guys about the floods in Pakistan that have damaged almost a million homes and wiped out entire villages. The flooding in Pakistan is due to climate change. The melting glaciers and torrential rain have caused the death tolls to be in the thousands with more than 33 million people displaced. One third of Pakistan is underwater. This is more than a national emergency, this is a humanitarian catastrophe. This is because the CO2 emissions produced by countries like the UK, the US, Russia, and France. Pakistan does not have the infrastructure to withstand this devastation. Even though Pakistan is one of the lowest producers of GHG at 1%, it is one of the top five worst affected by climate change. We here at Salam Nurse are sending direct links to you guys to Islamic Relief so you can donate. Please donate generously. Welcome. To Salam Nerds Podcast. Alright guys, you ready for your first EDM festival? Let's go! Woo! Our first! My first! My first EDM festival! Yo, yo, yo! It's the Salam Nerds! My name is Steve, aka Watson Geek, and I'm here with my boy Chad. to our supporters please like comment share and subscribe yo 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 salam nerds it's your boy neves aka watch with neves and i'm here with my co-host jazz aka gandalf the jazz gandalf the <laughs> jazz okay so you so you fully buy into the theory that the meteor man is gandalf no i just think you're gandalf <laughs> oh okay wait Mm-hmm. What what I, I know we're live. Give me one minute. Okay, what what okay, this motherfucker <laughs> leaving me here all by myself on a live episode. Um okay, I guess I'm by myself now. Jazz is oh, this motherfucker is gonna do a costume change. I know it. I know Jazz. He's gonna come in with a wizard hat, he's gonna come in with a great beard, something, something, something funky. I know it. I know what Jazz is gonna do. Uh so much stuff to go through. We had an hour and a okay, half okay. episode. I'm like kind of back. Keep talking while I keep doing this. Okay. All right. Jazz probably does not have his headphones in, so he didn't know I was talking the whole time. He probably thinks I was like quiet. Um, yeah, we did an hour and a half episode of The Sandman. So if you have not seen our The Sandman episode, which is a show on Netflix, check it out. The first 15 minutes are spoiler free and the rest we dive into it. So if you're a fan of The Sandman, uh, you'll really enjoy it. We go through everything with a bunch of great guests. But uh, yeah, let's check out today's episode. Uh, I call Jazz Gandalf the Jazz, so you know he is I'm almost there. I promise. Oh my god, what Jazz? How long can I talk, man? I'm like, <laughs> I'm so flustered. Trust me, it, it'll be worth it. It'll be worth it. I swear. All right, is it worth it? Let me work it. Put the thing down, flip it, and reverse it. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. All right. So the people who are watching or listening to us on Spotify, <laughs> Jazz, Jazz is in full costume. He has Gandalf's hat, his wig, his staff. <laughs> I, I lost the, uh, the 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 beard one. So I'm going to try and find that later. I was in a rush right now, but I'm pretty sure I have that somewhere too. And I have the robe and everything. 
Jazz, I think you've done maybe about like seven costume change in the first like 70 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, we have to do one every 10 episodes, okay? All right. <laughs> so what kind of closet do you have where you're just like... <laughs> Sir, I-, I am in Texas. We have big closets here, okay? I have room oh, for yeah. all sorts of shit. Okay, fair, fair. Uh, I remember one time you wore a Shervani for Miss Marvel. You, like, <laughs> left and came back in a Shervani. <laughs> hey, man. Gotta do it for the culture, right? Yes, gotta do it for the culture, man. Also, Comic-Con's coming up, man. I got my Comic-Con pass. I'm trying to go um, get my schedule. So, like, you know, you're, you look like you're ready for Comic-Con. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. Unfortunately, I'll not be there, but let's go. I'll well, I'll be there. So if anybody is going to New York Comic Con, hit up your boy, and we'll get you in the Salam Nerds uh, intro. We'll, we'll we'll record an intro with all our fans, and uh, that'll be cool. Put them in it. Yeah, unfortunately, I will be meeting Vice President Kamala Harris in Austin that weekend. What? You're just gonna <laughs> drop that on us like it's no big deal? God. Yeah, it's no big deal. It's just you know another day in Jazz's life. <laughs> Oh, man. Say hi to Auntie Kamala for us. <laughs> you know, we'll do. We'll do. Don't worry. <laughs> All right, man. Let's let's get into this episode, man. Let's get into the Rings of Power. I feel like uh, we've got a lot to talk about. <laughs> okay. Give me, I'm not going to go off camera, but I'm going to take this off. This is, like, really hot. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, you're doing, like, full cosplay in, like, the middle of a... <laughs> But was that not worth it for that one minute? Yes, it was worth it. It was worth it. You worked it. You put that thing down, flip it, and reverse it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, but I'm staff. Staff stays. The staff all right. Stays on. <laughs> all right. All right. So, um, yeah, let's talk about, um, since you already dress up as a wizard, let's talk about who we think is the wizard, which is the stranger who has magical powers, uh, who is being told that he is good even though he killed a bunch of fireflies by accident. So. That was so cute. Like, when he realized, wait, I'm danger. I was like, no. Yeah. No, yeah, no, yeah. no, no, it's okay. Like, accidents happen. Like, <laughs> I am peril is, is what he said, right? Right. Yeah, I am peril. Like, he, he, he was so pure and innocent with it. Like, and he felt so bad about it the moment he realized, like. Yeah, yeah. So we know that he he can't be all bad, right? Even though he did something bad, mm-hmm. uh, we know it was an accident, right? So mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe your theory of him being Gandalf is seems pretty pretty Bro. there. Well, let's fast forward to that forest scene where uh, there were three wolves Whoa. there, right? Yeah, yeah. And the stranger is how we're gonna call him for now, mm-hmm. right? Like he held his own against the wolves, which is pretty cool. Yeah. But what was very special was when he slammed the ground with his hand. Mm. Because in Lord of the Rings, who uses a staff and slams the ground just like that with the exact same effects? You shall not pass. Exactly. Which is also what my college teachers used to tell me. <laughs> uh, funny story about that. Um, I taught at the University of Houston for a bit. And um, let me see if I can find a photo of that because I actually did go around dressed up as Gandalf during finals telling people you shall not pass. Jess, <laughs> you're so bad. <laughs> uh, I, I would low-key hate you. <laughs> it was great. Oh, my God. It was so great. Oh, my God. That's funny. That's funny. All right, cool. Um, But you notice how he uh, turned his arm into ice oh you found it all right share it on screen it. 
Share it with the class. Share it with the class. <laughs> oh, Jazz. Oh, my <laughs> God. You are legit in, in, in Gandalf outfit telling people you shall not pass. Yes. That is messed up. <laughs> uh, listen, everybody on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, uh, check out this scene on YouTube. It is at nine minutes. So if you don't want to watch the whole thing, you just want to see what Jazz looks like in costume. Um, yeah. <laughs> or Jazz, sh- share it on your Twitter so that we can be both. You know, I'll, I'll put on Twitter. And uh, shout out to uh, the girl in that picture, Amanda Wilkinson. She's one of my kids. Uh, she's doing really well. She does listen to the podcast. So I do want to give her a shout out. Oh, no way. Shout out. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Love to see it. That's By the way, um, when I say kids, like truly all the kids I've ever mentored are my kids, even though I'm only like two years older than them. <laughs> what? You're just two years older. Yeah. <laughs> You're like that uncle that's like younger than his kids and going around telling people that's my nephew. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm that guy. <laughs> oh man, that's a very common thing to happen in Pakistani families. Pakistani mm-hmm. families. Oh no, I, I am like so. My cousin's daughter is, yeah. I believe, seven years older than me. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. So sure. I am like some weird uncle because you know she's my cousin's daughter. Yeah. But she's significantly older than me. <laughs> I would I would make her call you uncle like. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't know if I ever do that so about you, but whatever. <laughs> oh man, that is funny. All right, all right. Um, it's so a thing. We, it's a thing. It happens. We see the stranger uh, try to heal his arms with ice, and inadvertently hurt Nori, and then Nori like runs away. So like, oh no, little little tension there. So, just like the scene with the the fireflies, right? Mm-hmm. He accidentally hurt somebody. Yeah. Good intention. Mm. And let's be honest, it was Nori's fault. Hell yeah, it was Nori's fault. Nobody told you to be touching random strangers while they're sinking their hand in an ice pond. Exactly. Like, why would you keep your hands to yourself, girl? Come on. Yeah, Come man. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah man. No touch. No, no touch, no... right? Yeah, exactly. No touch, no freeze. Like she had no consent. There's no, mm-hmm. no consent there. All totally right. her fault there. Totally. Yeah. All right, cool. But um, one thing that we did get to see in this episode, which we have seen in the trailers, but not until now, is the three strangers that showed up in like the white veils. Like one of them was like legit, like a hijabi, and the <laughs> other one, yeah, and the other one was uh, had this blonde crew cut, and everyone's like looking at the screen, going, "Starman, that's Starman." <laughs> The one thing I really do love about this show, right? Yeah. How they're doing this whole evil permeating through everything, right? Yeah. We don't know who's who. Like, all these oh. names, we're all trying to guess who these characters are. They yep. could be some totally different characters we've never heard of, or they could be, you know, who we think they are in theory. But yeah. that's the beauty of the show, is that evil is everywhere and nowhere at the same time, and we don't know. And it's a really interesting feeling when you think of it that way. Like, who's evil, who's not, where's evil coming from? It's just like how these characters would feel in that moment. And yeah. I think the show, even though most people are, you know, saying the pacing is bad and all that, I think the show's doing a fantastic job with showing evil being slow and spreading everywhere. I think it's a slow burn, and that's what people will are going to appreciate. Because once everything comes together, it's going to be like, oh, they took their mm-hmm. time with this. They took their time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, man. Um, I am super happy. Uh, 
about seeing where that goes. I'm super excited. I don't know who these two strangers are. I'm super excited. They look evil, look hardcore. Um, <laughs> but they're looking for the stranger. So it's Sauron, maybe. Who knows? I don't know. The stranger could be Sauron. Uh, this guy could be Sauron. I know one person that's not Sauron, and that's Adar, because <laughs> he seems pretty slighted by the fact that somebody asked him, <laughs> "I, uh, Waldorf, are you Sauron? <laughs> are you Sauron?" And he's like, "This motherfucker." <laughs> oh, that was so funny. <laughs> I didn't feel bad that he killed with his face. I was like, "Yeah, okay, that tracks." Yeah, nah, nah, nah. I don't really care. I don't really care about him or Theo. Theo could die too, for all I care. Theo can but, die too. Like, oh, or, Theo, you is, shithead. or is Theo Sormon? Oh, oh. Dun, dun, dun. dun dun dun. We don't know. We don't know who his other is either, right? Could be, uh, he, he could be born from midi chlorians or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Play Star Wars in here. <laughs> exactly. The force just willed him to be alive or willed him with this woman to be pregnant and then right? she had a kid. Right, right. Evil could have done that. The ring could have done that. Sarma could have done that. We don't know, man. Oh, just like Jesus. Weird. Oh, yeah. Kidding, well, it, I mean, Tolkien was a uh, devout Catholic. You, there's a lot of that in his writings. So, mm-hmm. mm, wouldn't be surprised. Uh, but it does look like Adar is one of the first elves to actually turn orc. So it becomes the father of the orcs, which is a pretty solid storyline. I, I really enjoyed that. That that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And so multiracial, like h- how progressive of <laughs> Amazon to make <laughs> elves and orcs living in harmony <laughs> eventually. <laughs> yeah, man. I love that. Imagine. <laughs> um, but I did find this episode really fascinating because they really did take their time with building up the people uh, of man. Mm-hmm. And these were the versions that were traitors to the elves and it looks like that's happening again and you can kind of see that like they're so desperate there is so much despair uh they really don't feel like there's any way out um the elves didn't treat them that great either uh so not a big surprise to see them turn to me like i kind of get it i expected it um i thought there would be more actually because mm. it I mean, felt almost like a 50 50 split like people who want to go to war and people who don't right that's how it felt right. like to me um it, it, it did I, I thought it was gonna be a lot more honestly i thought it was gonna be a lot more people being like no we're not gonna go with elves well there's still a chance because once uh Anandor told um uh what's her name theo's mom about what's really at stake here she wanted to leave too so it's like even once they find out this information i feel like even more of them are going to leave I believe it. Yeah, because yeah. we know they're only going to be like five or seven at the end of it. And they're bringing, what, 300 men? Oh, it's not going to look good. It's not going to no, look good. No, because I know they're going to bring 500 with five ships, right? But two yeah, ships yeah. blew up. So I'm guessing they're bringing 300, unless they're bringing all 500 on three ships now. Which, mm-hmm. either way, the odds are still not good there. Yeah. yeah. You're but one, two percent still. Right? It really did a great job of like showing us how they can be corrupted right it, it took a series of like events and things happening for them to come to this conclusion and also there's like one guy who's like gung-ho about like being team Sauron. um that doesn't help when you have like somebody leading the way like that um 
So I kind of see it, man. This is uh, like, like if this happened too early, I would have been like, eh. But like they gave us time to see all the tension burning, how they have conflict with the elves, uh, how they're waiting for their king to return. Like all this stuff kind of added up and it was like a powder keg. And now we got half, if not even more, turning to Adar. Mm-hmm. Mm. I mean, I half i want to say maybe a quarter because the half that went i think half of them had to kill the other half there to become part of the thing oh man so it's like a gang initiation <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. straight up gang initiation like <laughs> oh you got some crips and bloods here all right you gotta kill three crips two cholos and it's like, like that's really <laughs> what it was like they had to kill to get in and so oh man that that it's <laughs> gang violence in middle earth <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> Straight up. These are factions, right? What's the difference between factions and modern gangs? Uh, I, I guess, you know, they don't got... And a lot of them are divided along, like, racial and ethnic lines, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, welcome, Skeeve, to the chat. We do not have a guest this week, man. Join us. Oh, my God, look, it shows his face and everything now. What I know, mashallah, so cute. We gotta, we gotta bring him on here. That's a good-looking man right there. Look at that. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's cool. Uh, if you guys... Ever want to join us on YouTube? Come through with the comments, show your pictures, and everything. Now <laughs> that's so cool. I didn't even know this was a thing. <laughs> <laughs> even the last one showed them. Like they were smaller, but now it's like, oh, you know why? Because I use a different bubble. This is a different. Yeah, that's why. Yeah. Oh, cool. All right, cool. I'll keep using this. All right, we're let's learning. go. Let's go to the island of man, known as what are they Numenor? called? De- Numenor. Um. So we got Isdel. Uh, Isdel, oh god damn, what's his name? Isdel, Isil, right? Isildur, that's what it is. Oh my god, I don't know why <laughs> uh, homie's trying to get a job, bro. He's trying to get a job. <laughs> uh, he, after he screws over his friends, he sees the opportunity, and his dad's like, No, you can't go. Uh, and he's trying to get his friends to co- convince him to get on there somehow. Its friends were like, I don't know about that. I don't know. No, no, man. You we, you had our, you know, six at one point, and then now you don't. Yep. You didn't. You got us all fired. Why should we bring you back? Yeah, man. Yeah, also, one of his friends looked like The Rock. I think he might be the one who plays The Rock in The Rock show. Oh. Oh, interesting. Yeah, he does look like him. That's right, yeah. He, he, he does look like The Rock, and I feel like he might be the actor who plays Young Rock in uh yeah baby rock show. Mm-hmm. right i, I see that yeah i totally see that yeah uh that's really cool um all right so my favorite part in this entire episode was the fight between him and the other guy in galadriel that was oh sword fight oh yes the action sequence there flawless yo when you saw that fight you're like Okay, now I see where Amazon is putting their money because that was very well choreographed. The special effects were awesome. The CGI was good. The stunts were good. Um, I was very happy with that scene. I was like, this is action. And Gladiol's taking on like what six, seven of them all at once. Yeah, you really that get was, to see like yeah, like her combat, power. like her true combat prowess there. And all of these other guys are like, oh, we can get one hit on you, or like yeah. you know, like. We can draw like some blood and no, honestly, she probably could have like not promoted any of them. I think she kind of sort of let it happen just yeah. to like 
give a moral boost. Yeah, exactly. It was a moral victory for them. Like, oh, you did draw some blood. Well done, Commander. And like, or Lieutenant, whatever it was, right? Yeah, yeah. And like, but like, you know damn well she could have easily handled all of them. Yeah, yeah. It's it's really apparent that like she is one of the most skilled fighters in all of Middle Earth, which is really yeah. cool. All of Middle really Earth. Cool. I mean, all of the world at this point. Yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, not we'll just Scotland, not just Middle Earth, like all of it. Even like uh, about whatever their, you know, heaven is and all that. Like truly, I think she may be one of the best. Yeah, I really like that they made her very unlikable at first, coming off very, you know, blunt and like you know, rude in in terms of places where she should have respect for people of authority. Um, but you know, she's growing on a lot of people in this show, including uh, Halbrand, which uh, I thought was pretty interesting. Did you see the way he picked up that sword, flipped it, cleaned it, and gave it back? Yep. Oh, this is going to be such a good show. I want to see him fight now. Mm, I'm really excited for that. I'm really excited for that. Yeah, because if they're going to like tease that kind of like action sequence... Like, it wasn't even anything big. It lasted quite literally, like, three seconds, right? Mm-hmm. But he flipped the thing, got it done, and gave back. And then even Gladys was like, I've never, or, like, who I can't remember who it was, but, like, I've never seen a, uh, uh, a, uh, uh, an, uh, a, a smith a do smith, that. Yeah. yeah, a blacksmith yeah. do that. I was like, no. Mm, okay. He he really put that thing down, flip it, and reverse it, and gave it yeah. back to him. <laughs> Straight up, yes. Is that why he's in the song in the beginning? <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, I actually, I actually quote Missy Elliott like four or five times a day. It's just a habit. Is this what <laughs> it, you do? Okay. It, 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 it finally just caught up to the show. Because <laughs> something Beyonce to really piss you off. Oh uh, yeah, um, Miss Missy is actually here from here in Jersey, man. She's uh, she lives in like Franklin Lakes. She's yeah, like Beyonce right up here. is from Houston. She was born here, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. all right, cool. <laughs> let's, talk, let's talk about Farazan and his scheme. We finally get to know a little bit more about what he wants to do, and we're like, whose side is he on? And he is on the side of man. He's not. Tr- he's trying to get over on the elves, which is that was very interesting. I thought it was really cool because like. All this time, I thought, like, okay, maybe he may have just accepted, like, the the tree giving a warning, like, yo, go do this shit. Like, and yeah. he was like, okay, maybe even I can't be stupid about this. No, of course, he was playing chess while we're all playing checkers. Like, he knew what he was doing the whole time. He is the uh, the little foot of Rings of uh, Power. Little finger. <laughs> little finger. <laughs> little foot from the line before time. <laughs> oh, man. Live for oh, time had no right being as emotional as it was it, for it a was. kid's movie. Oh, freaking long necks. Oh, my God. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, Farazan, I mean, he's like, yeah, why would we give this up? We have mm. an opportunity to expand our empire and trade with ourselves eventually. So I'm like, oh. He's singing like a true imperialist. So, all right. Good for you, my guy. Yeah, man. He's definitely up there. Um, and then we see Isildur get an opportunity to sneak on board of the ship mm-hmm. and what's happening homie's uh girlfriend uh kind of convinces him to you know talk to his dad that didn't work out he takes the uh, matters into his own hand tries to burn the ship down um and they both get swept up <laughs> they almost die uh, but it gives him an alibi to become a hero and therefore gets to go on the on the ship 
I'm actually very disappointed in that. Whoa, why? Tell me, tell me why. Tell because me. Because if you're ain't nothing but <laughs> okay, anyways, but when you're like, if I see two people coming up to a dock, right? Yeah. And I see two ships being blown up, regardless of what it is, no matter what they say, I'm gonna be suspect of them. Mm-hmm. Because yes. He saved uh, Isildur saved uh, what's his name from you know the ship blowing up and he yeah. could have died right. Sure. But also, how is the dad going to be like? All right, I trust that. Maybe his son was angry about it. Maybe his son was jealous and he was trying to stop this thing now. But they're both people of privilege, and it might be harder to go that route than to just like close your eyes to it and be like, all right. His dad already said no to him though about going on this journey. Why couldn't he do that here? Because how could he do that without revealing to everybody what his son actually did? Mm, He's trying to he protect would, him. Mm, I don't know, man. He, I think he would show his hand a little bit. It'd be a little. It'd be a little weird. Well, then why didn't like the, anybody else connect they, that dot? Because they're people of privilege, man. It's hard to call out people of privilege. <laughs> so they're just like, oh, where's he, he burned up two ships? Gotta let it go. Gotta let us slide. <laughs> we gotta let the son of the uh, elf lover slide. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. He got to go on it. But I thought it was interesting. Like, why did that guy burn the ships other than the fact that the girl he had a crush on <laughs> wanted him to stop this? That was the dumbest shit, too, man. Like, these people volunteered to go. They were not told to go, right? Yeah. They all literally raised their hand and said, I will go. They volunteer a tribute, like yeah. Right, yeah. Like, why are you stopping people from doing what they want to do? Like, who are you? Who are you to make the decision? Was it because she didn't want her brother to go? Was that the thing? No, I don't think that's it. I mean, yeah, maybe she didn't want her brother to go, but like at the same time, he wasn't going anyways. Yeah, yeah. He was not going before this thing. Like, Yo, he was man. not allowed to. So I don't know what her angle was there. One thing reigns true, men do stupid things for women. <laughs> it's the tale as old as time. <laughs> oh my god. Tale before time. <laughs> Even uh, dinosaurs do stupid shit for dinosaur girls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, back to Littlefoot. <laughs> yeah, that's a good theme of the show now, right? We're going to be going back to land before time and rings of power. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> all right now let's talk about the elves and the dwarves which is one of my favorite parts of this episode this um, was a very fun scene <laughs> yo shout out to Durin getting a uh free table for his wife <laughs> i like how i was like yeah it's a very nice table we where'd you get this uh stone we use this only in a very special circumstances and like he didn't technically lie there like, yeah. then, like all right you can have the table back like, did you notice that uh elrond had just like elbows on the table and as soon as he said that he took his elbows off to show respect mm-hmm. yeah so just like I, the little details that do that it's, like, oh. it's the little details right i mm-hmm. i really love that um and then we get into uh elrond and the high king right and they're kind of going at it Having a disagreement, um, that was a very, I don't know what the word for it is, but it was very, like, I was, like, I had anxiety watching that. Because I'm, tense. like, yeah, it was tense. Because I was, like, all right, Elrond had the note. Oats are a big deal in, in Lord of the Rings. They're not just, like, oats in, as in, like, uh, House of the Dragon and Game of Thrones, where you just, everyone's breaking notes left and right. Like, right. 
right? <laughs> like, like freaking, we got the guy who's uh, the who's the queen's protector or the princess's protector breaking oats. We got Jamie Lannister, no one has the oath breaker. Like that happens all the time in Game of Thrones. No one cares. Uh, here, everyone cares about oaths, man. You can be cursed. Bad things can happen to you. You got to chill with that. The earth will literally like split apart and swallow you whole if you break an oath. If that's yeah. what the contract was, like oaths are a very serious thing in Tolkien's world. Yeah, yeah. So um, he does not want to break his oath, but he also feels like he should because when he learns uh, what's happening in uh, the elf world with the tree and how it's dying and how it's getting, you know, infected, he wants to be there for his people. He wants to save his people, but he can't break his oath. And I love the way they showed him just being like so empathetic towards both causes and conflicted like he's and like yeah i can't i want to i can't i can't i'm sorry i can't and the thing is like it just goes to like show how great their friendship is because he literally just goes to him and says all right here's the deal this is what's happening and durin angry durin stubborn durin he, he he falls. He's like, yeah, man, that's my friend. I gotta, I gotta feed him. Gotcha, yeah. It was really funny. He was like, <laughs> the lives of your whole race is in whose hands? <laughs> <laughs> like, he was straight up like having fun there. And I'm like, oh, you, you cheeky bastard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he was like, all right, now we gotta figure out a way to convince my dad. So he's like, all right, I'm on your side. I'm here to help you. And then the High King saw that, uh, which I thought was really cool. Uh, so. so- Ooh, about that. Ooh, oh, tell me, tell me. I don't think that's a real story. No? No. Oh, he's lying? Yo, this guy. That story was a lie about the elf warrior fighting the Balrog and the trees, like the light of it, like just going through. I think it's all a lie. Oh, why would they do that on the internet? Just go ahead and lie. <laughs> no. It's uh, evil, I swear to God. Oh, here's why I think it's a lie. Um, as someone who has read a lot of these books, right? One thing I remember distinctly about Tolkien's writing is that no matter how minor the character, they always had a name. Uh, right? Major characters had a name, but every little minor character also had a full name with the family name and everything, right? Mm. So for Elrond, sorry, with the the High King to say this was a nameless elf warrior, yeah, my gut is saying this is a a, a fiction. Like this is not a real thing. This is a lie of a story, just so this king can get something from here. The cake is and, a lie, right? And <laughs> Elrond is just like falling for it without realizing. Damn, Elrond, why you gotta be a little bitch, man? <laughs> why, why can't you ask some questions? <laughs> Inquire. Right. Why, why can't you realize that everybody has a name? But uh, yeah, that's, that's something like I guess only like you know we would know. But <laughs> fair, fair. But that tree scene was beautiful. The way it was shot, the cinematography, mm-hmm. the special effects—it was so beautiful. It was a really cool shot. And unfortunately, it's a lie. Oh, that's sad. That's sad. <laughs> Such a beautiful thing. And it's not real. All right. Well, let's and get that's to like my meta because it's really not real. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's not real. <laughs> oh man. Um. All right. So let's talk about my favorite part of the Rings of Power, and that's the quotes. You know, I have a quote every week. Every episode, yeah. Every episode, I have a quote. 
this episode, I got three quotes. Three. Mm, so let us know in the comments, in the uh, Twitterverse, in, you know, wherever else you can get a hold of us, which one is the best uh, quote of the week. So quote number one is actually not a quote. It's a song. <gasps> yes, the song. Oh, so the, the lyrics to the song. The lyrics to the song is no matter the sorrow, no matter the cost, not all who wonder or wander are lost. Beautiful. So good. So good. And like obviously this is a very popular Lord of the Rings uh quote, not all who wander are lost is mm-hmm. probably one of the most quoted Lord of the Rings quote there is other than, other than precious. <laughs> My precious. Um no, I, I that song was really good. The way they shot it was really, really emotional. Um, yeah. I really loved it. Oh, like the way they were traveling, the map, how they showed the, the map and like where the danger was and all that. Yeah. I thought that was a fantastical detail. And then at the end where they brought the song back, I was like, you know, scenery with like mm-hmm. like drones taking the footage. It, it was beautiful. It was really, really cool. I really, really like that, man. Hartford's man, they have like they have this weird strict culture that like I don't I don't fuck with man leaving people behind like I'm, I don't mess with that but but this whole like those who wander or wander are not lost is a really good part of like their little the little culture thing I, I love that mm-hmm. it was beautiful all right all right quote number two quote number two was by the king the high king and it was hope is never mere, even when it's meager. When all other senses sleep, the eye of hope is the first to awaken and the last to shut. Mm-hmm. That's a good one too, man. A I really damn like good it. quote. <laughs> oh, that's so good. That's so no. good. And like, that's like true. Like right? when you have nothing, you have hope always. Like there's always just for the hope. sake of having hope. Like it's so brilliant. Oh man, like you cannot discount hope. You cannot underestimate hope. Revolutions are formed under hope, right? Yeah. It's, it's it's a big deal. Um in I our history hope. alone, we've had so many moments that like David and Goliath, right? Like you mm-hmm. know they're going to lose, but hope got them through. And yeah. some of the biggest victories like just I can name so many, but I'm not going to do that cuz we're almost out of time. So please continue. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, quote number three, and this is the last one, and maybe the best one of the night. Give me the meat. Give it to me raw. Yep. <laughs> Durin. <laughs> Fan fiction writers were over the moon over that. <laughs> they probably lost their shit. They, they knew exactly what they were doing there. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. The, the actor playing Durin when he had to say that he was just grinning ear to ear when he had to say that and then Elrond was like, like trying to hide the smile a bit <laughs> oh man all, all I'm saying is if you're into uh, Tolkien roleplay uh, I got a great quote for you <laughs> <laughs> Outstanding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, tell us which one of these three are your favorite quotes. Uh, is it the song? Is it the one about hope? Or is it uh, <laughs> the one about 
Neat. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Good that times. So good. good times. Good times. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Gil Galat's evil. Maybe Gil Galat is Sauron. We don't know. We don't know, man. I don't know. Throwing that out there. Sauron is like the Mephisto of like the Rings of Power. Like he's Mephisto. He's Mephisto. One hundred percent. That's for all you WandaVision fans out there. <laughs> and She-Hulk oh. now. <laughs> oh yeah, Mephisto might be in She-Hulk also. Yeah. All right. Oh, well, that's what. No, no. Did we before miss we finish, there's one thing I would want to talk about. Uh, Muriel's dad, the one who was oh, like, yeah. "We should be good to elves." What did he say? Do not go to Middle Earth. Only darkness awaits you there. Oh, that's true. Yeah, we almost forgot that part. I almost forgot that part. I forgot her about her dad, man. He was like all up yeah. in his. He looked like a wizard more than freaking the stranger. <laughs> yeah, but like through, like he's clearly about to like keel over, right? Yeah. But for him to gather that much strength to tell his daughter these last few words, mm. wow. <laughs> Facts, facts. And it wasn't like words that we expected because he would be, you know, he's portrayed to be the elf-loving king, right? Yeah. Now he's the king who's saying, don't go with the elves. Mm. Which also brings up a whole different set of issues like, was this king an elf lover or was he just replaced because of politics? Mm, I don't know. I thought... behind the whole thing. We don't know. I thought it was more like she is destined to die if she goes. Not like as in Numenor, just her herself. He's telling her personally not to go. I don't know. That's how I felt. So I don't know. Um, yeah, but she doesn't man. go. Everybody doesn't go. Yeah, yeah. She has to be there, right? Oh, mm-hmm. And mm, oh, and that scene, know. the scene with the Halbrand, where he took his thing off, put it on the table, and it's like. I'm going to go talk to this group and put yeah. an end to this. And then yeah. just cheekily, he just grabs it like, no, I'm the king. Let's go. <laughs> and I, I like see him in armor. I was like, ah. I yeah, like that scene. That scene yeah. was really good. Like, like good. the camera pans to to the emblem and you see it and then he comes back and grabs it. Um, yeah. he's, he's still got a little bit of like faith left in him. So that was good to Hope. see. Hope. Hope, man. Gotta can't forget about hope, man. First to awaken, last to shut. Mm-hmm. So so aptly put. Um, that's all I got, man. What else we got this episode? I think that was it, man. I think we're gonna end with the quotes. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, we would have ended with the quotes. I'm sorry, I did have to talk about that scene because no, absolutely, we can't forget everything. We we talk about everything that's worth bringing up. Uh, but that's all we got for the show this week, guys. Join us next week. Uh, we'll try to do it on uh, Sunday uh, like we normally do. Um, and we'll go back to our regular schedule. We're still playing catch up. Actually, from the time. Even with the schedules, man, I'm thinking, you know what? Let's. What I want to do now is almost do like a daily thing, like episode drops. We can do an episode day or day after. I want to do three episodes a week. I think that one episode a day is too much, man. That's crazy. Oh, I'm not saying one episode a day. I'm saying, like, whenever we have a show, right? Like, let's say, you know, House of the Dragon Sunday, right? Mm-hmm. Sunday night, Monday, maybe? Rings of Power <laughs> drops on Friday, Friday night, Saturday, maybe? You know what? It's really hard to get a guest because they would have to just watch it and then come on the show, right? Usually the guest wants a day to, like, 
rewatch it or something like mm-hmm. that. So getting guests might be hard. That, that, that's the reason we do it a day late. We want to get you guys great guests who are very knowledgeable and also some people that we can play off, right? I'm sure me and Jazz will get a little stellar for the same. We're not that funny. <laughs> That's why we like to pick an extra day and give people a chance to watch it on DVR or Hulu or whatever. Okay, so so yeah, then let's do like the next day. Yep, next day it is. Sounds good, man. Cool. All right, well, speaking of next day, I guess we'll see you guys the next day. <laughs> <laughs> Outstanding. Until then, guys, salam, nerds. Peace.